What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You are here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish. You are also here with the King of Content. You are also here with the Speaker of Truth, the author of the Free Agent Lifestyle, he himself. CGA. I got money. All right. Anyway, man. Hey, look, I'm a humble guy. This is going to be a great episode. I've been listening to R&B music since last night. <laughs> All right. A lot of it. And yes, I'm going to sing. All right. I'm going to sing tonight, man. This is this is I'm going to sing. I'm just letting y'all know. So get your headphones ready. Whatever you got. Get your little earbuds ready. Your ears are going to be bleeding. Hey, we putting the album out. I got to put this album out. All right. The name of the new album is. All right. So listen, man, shout out to all the R&B singers that follow me. I know, man, that there's R&B singers that follow me, uh, rappers that follow me. I know they're watching today. Like, please don't do it, coach. Don't do it. <laughs> they like, please don't do it. Um, uh, you're going to you're going to throw us under the bus. Well, I actually made this video probably in 2018 and 2019. Uh, I did all music genres and I came to the conclusion that the biggest a music genre that has the most simp type music, meaning they are the ones that misled the most R and B nineties. R and B came in second place. All right. The first place was country music. Country music is by far the most simplest music that you can actually put on. They actually mislead people. I mean, they got, they got them white boys in blue pill training and them little blonde girls. It don't matter. Them big old, uh, boot scoop boogie. All right. Them girls right there, man, them girls all want them a husband. Okay, but, but but when they were at Arizona State, they was getting them cheeks clapped. All right, but uh, boot, scoot, and boogie. All right, so country music by far beats. They beat out R&B. However, when it comes to the community, when it comes to the community and shuffling, when it comes to the people who had the lowest marital rate, who had the highest divorce rate, who are the least likely to marry, who are the most likely to divorce, who had the most toxic and fractured relationships that could possibly be. When it comes to those groups of people, they certainly do lean on R&B as their leadership. R&B music is the music genre where these people who have the most, the worst relationships, the most single mother rates, all right, everything down the line. As a matter of fact, since R&B music genre was invented, was, was popularized, relationships in the community have gotten dastardly, dramatically and dastardly um, worse. They've gotten worse. Okay, and there's a reason for that. We're going to get into that today. And we also have one warm-up article that I want to read to you before we get into the R&B breakdown. All right, I, I like to warm up first before I get in here. Okay, um, but uh, today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about Straggle and Sniggle Theater. I figured you get, I figured on an episode where I was going in on the community and their music genre and the origins of it, I have to have at least one Straggle and Sniggle Theater. I have to have one. And so do me a favor, hit the like button. I, I want a lot of people to watch this show. And normally, if you like the video, if you like the video, more people will get it uh, suggested in their algorithm, right? Somebody that might not normally watch me or haven't watched me in a while. Oh, this is interesting. And they might come over. So do me a favor, hit the like button. We might have to get Belly Deli in the building. I know we might have to get Belly Deli. Uh, but sometimes Belly Deli makes my computer not even work good. All right. So do me a favor. Um, hit the like button. Just do that right now on both on both streams, on the stream that's on the Notorious CGA channel and here. And then also uh, subscribe to the channel if you're new. So those are the things that we're going to do today. And I'm going to tell you how to contribute to this to this show. 
uh, CGA Live, dollar sign CGA Live on the Cash App. All right, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, and then also PayPal, which the link is pinned to the top of the live chat, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. All right, you can also go to the Notorious CGA channel where they have Super Chat enabled, um, and we will take time to acknowledge everybody that contributed to today's show. All right. Somebody says, what channel is the Super Chat on? It is the Notorious CGA channel. And that is, um, if you go to the main channel, like where you see this video, click on Free Agent Lifestyle. Then there's three channels suggested, maybe four. I don't know. And then there's one that says Notorious CGA. That is the one that is monetized for Super Chat. This one is not, obviously. All right. All right. So uh, anyway, this is going to be a great episode. Let's acknowledge the earlier contributors to today's show. It normally takes about 15 minutes and then uh, or so. Do my monologue, do straggle and sniggle, and get on with the show. This might have to be a, t- a part two. This might need to have a part two to it. So be patient. All right. Albert Ingram says early termination is now banned in Indiana, the first state to do it since the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. And Indiana is not so much a, su- a surprise. I'm waiting on California. <laughs> but uh, there's there's going to be... Um, there's going to be some interesting things there. Most of these states already had things on the record that they would ban it as soon as the Supreme Court made their decision. And now Indiana is ready to go. Did you know that there's an early termination song in the community? One of these girls, I don't know what the girl's name is, but her she looks like Gorilla, Glorilla, Florilla, whatever her name is. Okay. And she kind of made it like a song like FN Free, FNF, F Ninja Free, but she made it like it was a a term, early termination of pregnancy song. She was like, I don't want to take plan B. I'm going to go. Th-. Man, I tell you, man, I t- the community is done. <laughs> Look, I don't even know what the name of it is, but I just saw it on somebody. I think I think Dr. B.O.A. had it on his Instagram. I think that's what. Shout out to the doc. All right, but uh, yeah, man, I think this is crazy. No government name says Tyrone is in the building. Confirmed you described the Seattle dating scene and Washington State XX is one again. Once again, with the suspended police officer yesterday, people, man, shout out to you, Tyrone. You better call Tyrone. Hey, man, I know, man, I traveled this country. People always try to be like, oh, man, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. I've been just about any and everywhere, all the creeks and crevices of of um almost every state. I mean, I've been to every state in the continental United States in many small cities and small towns and big towns. So I can describe everything and yesterday i went in on seattle washington <laughs> and washington state so uh you know now everybody in tuck willow washington's after me uh what's new <laughs> what's new where are we at here we got um oh wait a minute we got is this jabrizi in the building he says album name simping simping them slowly with his song simping them slowly i'm gonna do a parody album for r&b I'm, it's on my mind you know, like I, you know, there will be some hip hop on it. <laughs> Shout out to Jabrizi in the building. There will be some hip hop, but I'm thinking, um, I, I'm looking at it like that is going to be great. I just want to do parody R&B songs. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to be the Ron Isley of this ish. I'm going to be the Ron Isley. I got to do it. All right. I know a brother just checked in with me. Um, I got had a couple of uh, producers check in with me. A couple of people who make music, a guy that song writes. Be patient. It takes me a while. To get to these, uh, to get to these emails and whatnot, but uh, yeah, man, I got to do it. Shout out to Nick King 
the man is in the building. Thank you over there on PayPal. And then we do have how many more on PayPal? We're going to get to them. Kaylin Ferguson. Oh, wait. Nick King, the man, is, is a sponsor today. We'll give you a sponsorship. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. And you said nothing. Kaylin says, what's up, coach? Since you're doing this topic, I'm curious. Do you prefer R&B over rap? When's the album coming out? And would you do a song with BOA? Well, I'm going to have to do it like, you know, Dr. Dre, Quincy Jones-ish. I'm not going to sing the whole album. Y'all don't want that. I'm going to just kind of make, you know, I'll be a part of it. I'll do bars here and there. But I want some talented people, man. Let's put some people on. Let's make this album where we put you on. Y'all not getting paid, but. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, we putting you on. You know what I'm saying? You ain't getting a cut. You ain't getting points on the album. You're not getting points. I'm just letting y'all know. <laughs> we putting you on, though. All right. Anyway, I'm one of those type of record of executives. All right. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. It's like a DJ Khaled. I'm not DJ Khaled. I'll throw it in there. You know, I'll come in there with the hype. I'll come in there with the I'll come in there with a couple of bars. I'll do the hook. You know what I mean? I'll be in the video. Yeah. Dude, I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to do this. This has got to be <laughs> Coach Don King. Yeah, you know. Listen, I'm getting the money. I mean, I got the name, the know-how, the exposure. All you do is you bring the talent. You know? <laughs> Says every promoter of all time. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? We got to do it. Uh, let's see here. Let's do the cash apps. Luis Gonzalez in the building. Thank you, sir. Uh, Mr. Double, Mr. Wayne Peters, shout out to you. Great show yesterday. Thank you, sir. We got what? Woo. We got we got valet wasters in the building. Thank you, bro, for the money mindset. I got money. Indeed, man. I appreciate that sponsorship, sir. John Down said, ban CGA from rapping and singing. Hey, 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 hey. All right, listen, man. Uh, what do they call it? Auto-tune. There's auto-tune. I'll have an auto-tune button at some point. Lyle Pocket says, ham and eggs on me, coach. All right, appreciate that, man. I didn't even really, really have breakfast today. All right, let's check out. <laughs> Boy, I love some of these messages in here. Let's check out what's going on on the Super Chats. Furman Philippe says, sister, you've been on my mind. Give R&B the buzzer. After this show, you're going to figure out, because I'm a kind of, I'm not exposing the industry, but I'm going to give you something to think about, about R&B music. Okay. And it's not crapping on the industry. I don't want to crap on it. I'm not trying to put it out of business. By the way, they're trying to even say if the business is still alive. All right. That's how that's how they're arguing right now. They don't even think R&B music is still alive. There may be a reason for that. We might expose that. All right. Uh, Warhammer says, has anyone got the Hey Big Head text yet? Um, We all get them, right? Uh, Cheap drum hacks. Let's go, coach gang. All right. Game and politics. Tuning in from Germany. Love the content, all right, and love those German women. Shout out to them if there was anyone. All right, be real mahogany. He says, "I'll take you out on the night cruise on a yacht. Just can't lose because you got a lot to look forward to." All right, he says, "One, two, what you gonna do?" He says, "What's good?" Oh, what good? I'm gonna get to that song. I'm gonna get to that song by Joe. So I'm not gonna sing it yet. <clears throat> I gotta warm up my voice. But be real, Mahogany's talking about something where I'm gonna talk about R&B tropes, R&B common themes that you hear about, and I, that song is gonna be there. All right. So shout out to you, El Negro Lamar, <laughs> El Negrito. My goodness, he says, wasted my 20s chasing tail with my cape on, spending my 30s working backwards, 
studying for an accounting degree, trying to get a CPA license. Wish me luck, brother. And shout out to you, man. You I got money. Um, and that's it. In that situation, a lot of you guys, that's what we did. All right. We would actually probably be way forward in life if we if we didn't chase tail or or more or less put our cape on. Like people are putting their cape on for that damn uh rapper's girlfriend, P P and B rock. Hold on, she couldn't be, she couldn't have, you don't know nothing. I watched too much dateline. She could have done just about any dozens of things to uh contribute to that boy in his life, right? Come on. But people, there's no way. How do you even know? How do you know? There's no way. All right, uh, Tyler Dude's putting on capes. All right, shout out to Daryl L, the basketball player. He says, Morning coach. I can say RB screwed or skewed the way I thought women behaved growing up. That is a big one. The parents were big on jazz and R&B. Dad limited rap growing up. Somebody asked me about rap earlier, but yes, um, I think both music genres screwed or skewed the way we look at women. We have to be honest about that. Uh, rap definitely took it and moved the bar over here. It was the pendulum swing of a lifetime. Rap said, okay, whatever you think about women, we're going to expose it. And it was a big red pill for people. We was like, whoa, all right? Until then, you was listening to "You Are My Lady, My Girl." You're everything I dreamed of. And then they was like, "Hey, who wants some peace, slave?" Over here, you was like, "Whoa!" They was like, "Women ain't tricks, but hoes and tricks." Right? We was like, "What the what?" All right, so <laughs> music for sure. Women ain't ish, but but women music for sure on both ways skewed the way we looked at women now what's the right perspective that's up to you all right black pilled d luffy he says i never cared uh about any r&b music all the singing and love stuff never vibed with me even when i was younger and uh, a younger black kid i would never be a lover boy and so that protected me rap anime music is my style all right so it's interesting people's perspective on that Many people saw R&B music for what it was. I was somewhat suspect, but we were all vulnerable to it. We're going to talk about that. We were all vulnerable to it, even though um, even though we may not have liked the genre, even though we might have saw it for what it was, we still kind of fell into traps. We're going to talk about some of those traps. ACDC, Kenny G was simping with no lyrics, coach. All right. I might touch on Kenny G. Might not. We got a lot of them. Let me do two more and get on to straggling sniggle. El Chino says, but coach, all my life been waiting for someone just like you <laughs> all right billy the kid says it's seven o'clock go to dot i'm in my drop top cruising the streets y'all said y'all some fools man y'all some fools y'all need to stop man hey this is gonna be a fun show this is gonna be a fun show i think this will be fun we will i we will be singing some crazy stuff today all right so do me a favor look we got 900 100 10 10 people watching us Let's go ahead and strike that like button. Let's get it to about 500 and let's get some more people in here. That's on the that's on the free agent lifestyle channel. OK, all right. So let's get into straggling sniggle theater without further ado. All right. Story number one. Let's pop it up, man. Uh, this is going to be right up the alley of what? R&B music. R&B. So here it is right here. Let's go to Thugganati, Ohio. <laughs> We're going to Thugganati, Ohio. Good Lord. I mean, Ohio's already after me, so why not throw Ohio under the bus? Once again, it says woman searched boyfriend's phone, hit him with the van, and deleted another one. God's darn. Oh, my goodness. All right, let's read the article here. I don't think that's the woman. 
that's some other woman in Thuganati. Uh, here it is right here. An Avondale, Avondale, an Avondale woman accused of hitting two people with their car last month deleted one man and leaving another man wounded was targeting the father of her infant child. So not her husband, not her boyfriend, not her. There's no relationship other than baby daddy. And that's one of the reasons why the community has led y'all astray. The closest thing they can identify as a relationship, not even a fiance, is that it's the father of her infant child. All right, that's it. There's no boy. There's no relationship connection. That's it. And that's the sad result of some of this R&B slow jam music. Play another slow jam. <laughs> All right. This time, make it sweet. Her name is Tavia. Tavia. It's T-A-A-H apostrophe V-I-Y-A. What in the hell is that? Is it Tavia? 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 Is it Nibia? What is this shit? Her name is Tavia Chapman. Age 24, was indicted Thursday on charges of aggravated deletion, deletion, felonious assault, attempted deletion, and endangering a child. Court records show one of the victims, Christopher Scott Griffin, age 58, died as a result of the incident. Man, that's a fear, man. When you get older and you die like that, like I'm sure you did not intend to die like that. I'm sure you were cautious as hell as an old man. You getting older. Not old man, but you're older. You're like, damn, I done survived the streets. I done survived all this thugging. I never caught an STD. I never got divorced. I never got uh, child support. I paid off all my child support. Now I can live. Can I live? Can I breathe? Now you walking across the street at Kroger and you get deleted by a straggle daggle. Yeah, he didn't survive Vietnam War. He didn't came back. He didn't chilled out his kids in college. He like, I can live the free agent lifestyle. I'm going to the junior college. He's headed to the junior college. He comes from Stragnesia. Ku Klux Keisha back at it again, deleting this poor dude. He like, damn, I was minding my own business. <laughs> at the Kroger. If convicted of all charges, Stragnesia faces a maximum sentence of life in prison. Yeah, boy, they trumped up his she, they trumped up her charges. But by the way, when you see the video, they did not. Investigators say Chapman struck Griffin and Jawan Khalid Lunsford uh, near the Spring Grove Village Kroger on Canard Avenue. Shout out the Thug and Natty in the building, and uh, they shared an eight month old child who was in Chapman's vehicle during the incident, prosecutors say. Chapman dropped Lunsford off at the Kroger, the police investigator says. While he was inside the store, Chapman searched through Lunsford's cell phone, believing he had been in an, in an appropriate relationship with her sister. Oh, her sister. So, wow. Okay, footage shows the vehicle speeding towards Lunsford, exiting the store while uh, with grocery bags in hand, striking him as he attempted to jump out of the way. Griffith, supporting herself with the cane or supporting himself with the cane, was walking up to the store when the vehicle hit the curb and runs him over the video shows. Damn, he was 58 with a cane already? He already had some situation. The vehicle comes to a stop in the parking lot, and a woman identified as Chapman Stragnesia exited the vehicle, runs over to Lunsford, and starts throwing punches the video shows. We're going to show you a little bit of this. She then 
Uh, she then seen getting back in the vehicle before exiting again, attempting to flee the scene. And when you see the video, nobody tried to wrestle her down. Nobody did that. Another indication of we treat women differently on violent crimes. But she was then stopped by a good Samaritan and arrested at uh, by the police at the scene. All right. So um, let me see here. She does have a history. In the past year, Chapman was charged separately with child endangerment and interfering with custody. Up, oh, wait. How many other children does she have? All right, she's interfering with custody. This is a stragnation, right? Man, good lord, man. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. In the child endangerment case in December 2021, Chapman is accused of hitting a nine-year-old girl with a belt and punching her in the eye. We need to stop procreating with these people. Recently, recent court record filings show Chapman plans to say she was acting in self-defense. It does not support the two child endangerment cases involving the juvenile. Okay, um, this is the man right here, the 58-year-old man who lost his life just going to the store. He was just going to the store and he fell in and he fell involved with Stragnesia. Okay, let's go ahead and see if we can review the video. Here's video of the in, 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 of the scene right here. Here's the man that lost his life. And this appears to be the man targeted. He's got his wave cap on, definitely in Thug and Addy. All right, let's go ahead and review the film here. I don't think there's any volume. Yeah, there's no volume. So, uh, no, that's not him. Oh, that is him. All right, so here he comes with the grocery bags in hand. And he's waiting for Stragnesia to pull the minivan around. Here's the man right here going to the store. He's going to lose his life right here. All right, so he's like, look. Wham! Oh my gosh! All right, so she came in full speed. She got rid of Tyrone's ass, and let's pause it right there. Damn, she done ran up all up on the curb. Okay, she done ran all up on the curb. Let's make that a little bit larger. That's what she said. Let's see if we can make that a little bit larger. I'm gonna skip the part where the dude gets hit. Okay, let's skip that part. Oh wait a minute, let's move a little bit more forward. There it is, right there. He's gonna get hit. And he's down for the count. And Tyrone is like, what in the hell's going on? Okay. So she hits. It looks like she's flattened her tire that fast. And here she comes. Look, watch this. Watch this. He's down and she's beating him. She's still beating him. Now, look, look at all these people. They're, they're seeing this. These people, this person right here is going to run up. The dude's still pushing his shopping cart because he's a he's an NPC. Uh, you don't have to push the carts no more, homie. Those are irrelevant. And she's beating him. Look at the dude still pushing the cart. This guy's checking on this dude. He's obviously been deleted. All right. He's like, there's no helping him. And she's still beating the guy. Look, nobody's helping. He's not even helping her. He's like, oh, ma'am, what are you doing? Now, people are running out. Here's the security guard. He ain't even doing nothing. The security guard's doing nothing. This is absolutely tragic. God dang, bro. People coming out, recording it on cell phone. The security guard's not even getting Stragnesia off of the dude after she hit him. Look, watch. She's still beating on him, breaking his leg, and they're standing there. Look, he don't even grab Stragnesia. You got <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is wrong with people? You see her breaking her. Look, she's still hitting him. Oh, nobody grabs her. Nobody. Nobody touches her. This is unreal. Nobody does nothing. This is absolutely insane. He said, that's not the security's job. Come on, man. You can't let her beat on the dude. She broke her leg. 
She broke his leg, I should say. His leg is torn up. He cannot get up. She tries to flee the scene, and she can't because the car is disabled. And um, nobody knows what to do. Now, let me just tell you, if this was a man, they would have tased him. They would have grabbed him. And obviously, the car is disabled, so she's going to run out right here. And people were recording her, and I think they tackled her down at the other end of the road right there. I mean, sad, straggling, sniggle theater. Once again, the other dude laying there, they didn't even do nothing. They was, he was just over there deleted. He was like this. Man, humanity is cold. Humanity's cold. So she tried to drive away, um, and the car was disabled, flattened tire, wouldn't start. So they, she just got out of the uh, car and ran. And there you go. There you have it right here. This is all in the name of cheating. They had seemed like they had no relationship, meaning they had no connection. He just he was Tyrone, a little, he was just hanging out with her and procreating with her. They were not boyfriend and girlfriend, but um, whatever she found on that cell phone confirmed her suspicion. So he definitely was digging both uh uh both of the women out. I'm just gonna say he definitely oh the security guard can't touch her. Okay, security guard's not allowed to touch her. All right, so he's doing his job. Wow, that's absolutely insane, isn't it? That's absolutely insane. So look, he was digging the sister out. Why did she go after the sister? I guess she was emotional, but then, you know, this is what happens, man. This is what happens. All right, Castigator says, haven't simped since my late 20s. Now I am in my mind stacking dinero and chilling in IT. All right, shout out to you on this one. Let me make this larger. All right, I can't pronounce this. Ross, Ross Cody, soul music. He says, why are all the good girls taking every time when I say hello, they still go, they said goodbye. I think I'm going to talk about that too. August Alcina says, coach, let me get, what did you say? He says, let me get on your album, bro. Shout out to August Alcina. He wants to get on the album. I bet you we sell more records than you did when you was out there banging Jada Pinkett. We're going to sell more records. Do they sell stale records? Mr. Claymore, first time super chat. He says, here's one for you, a copy, a Detroit copy. Wait a minute, wait, hold on for a second. Is this a copy or a cop? I didn't make that mistake. He says, here's one for you, a Detroit cop, I believe, resigned after her OnlyFans page got exposed. It says copy, but it's a cop. Wow. Hey, listen, man, these people are double dipping. They got their careers. So I could focus on my career. And uh, is she a straggle? Is she a straggle? We'll look it up. Monkey D says more and more by Joe is a simp, but that's my ish. Mm-hmm. Tommy Bryan says, is there room, any room for me in them jeans? Uh, we're going to talk about that, that, um, that evolution to double entendre themes in R&B music where it got more sexual and what that was a result of. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. All right. Mr. C73, I always felt R&B had its purpose while you are inside the peace league, but has no merit in my opinion on how relationships should be. It also, it's also good to prevent road rage. Uh, people actually, as a matter of fact, if you listen to hip hop, fast paced, intense music, you're liable to speed more. So if you have a heavy foot, if you have a metal foot, don't listen to rap or speed metal or Metallica when you're driving because you're more likely to speed. You want to listen to something a little more relaxing. So you're right on that one. Vegan money. Hey, coach, have you ever allowed a woman to ride on the back of your motorcycle? Um, 
that would be a no. Because I'm not liable. I don't want to be liable for someone when I um when I'm riding. So I'm not I'm not the best rider per se. And all of the motorcycles that I ride, there's one that I will let her let a woman ride on, and there's one I would never let her because it's a it's a death machine. <laughs> I mean, just with me on it. It's a speed, it's a racing bike. Just with me on it, it's a death machine. All right. So anyway. I'm asking for it. Okay, for some reason, I can't shrink down my page. Hold on for a second. I can't see this super chat down here. Why won't it let me shrink down my page? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reset it. I'm going to refresh it. But uh, if I would say if your only proficient riders should let other people ride on the back of a motorcycle. If, you're mid, if, you're, if you haven't taken an intermediate course, if you haven't taken an intermediate course, I wouldn't suggest you do something like that. All right, there it is. I got it. And Kevin, the software tester, says, these are my confessions in the building. We'll talk about that song or Usher. Shot X says, Pasta News from De La Soul said, it's a high stake. It's stakes. Wait, it's on stakes is high. We're animals surviving off the animal behavior. The community is done. Get out. And our animalistic instincts are allowed to prevail in the community. Like it's always an excuse, especially when it comes to women, when they react a certain way. And it's always a animal survival instinct that we're supposed to excuse, right? Men kind of do that as well in the community, but we allow it too much, the animal instinct, the, the, savagery, the savagery, if you will. We allow that to prevail, and that's the prevailing idea. And then all of a sudden, when debauchery or something tragic happens, it always goes back to, oh, there's some animal instinct that somebody violated or that came to the front and became pre prevalent. That's a hard conversation to have because it's going to sound racist, but it is what it is. Mm. <laughs> it's going to sound racist. But, but because the intelligent level is always assumed that it's low, like, listen, they're telling you this. Oh, these people can't get government IDs. They don't know how to go to the DMV. So that's what they're using to say you're low IQ. Like you can't figure stuff out. These people don't have access to computers or can't figure out computers. Also, they say, well, since your since your intelligence is low, you're 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 always operating on emotion and instinct. And that's what they that's what they cater to. That's what they excuse. It's sad, but it is true. It, anyway. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. All right, people, I, listen, we only tell you the truth around here. Let me do a couple more so I don't get too far behind because this one is going to get interesting if it's not interesting already. All right, PayPal wants me to do a damn puzzle game again. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. PayPal always want me to do a puzzle. Let me refresh that. Let's go to Cash App. All right, they're protecting my security so nobody steals my money. XL Pro Services, services back in the building. All right, Venmo. Uh, Travis Cook, quick capping coach. You don't get the hey big head text. You get the hey bald head text. What do you think? Why do you think so many black R&B greats rock the baldy, but not the white artists? I don't know, man. I think black black people naturally have short hair anyway, other than people that wear afros and dreads. Black men, especially from the 70s and 80s, the 80s for, for sure have been wearing close-cut haircuts all the time. So since they were been wearing close haircuts, it was easy to go bald. You were almost bald or had a bald fade anyway. So taking it off is no big deal. 
white dudes always been having some sort of hair. You know what I mean? Even the guys, even black guys that have good hairlines usually are displaying it in a short haircut. That's just what I'm just going to assume. And then with Michael Jordan rocking the baldy, eventually, it was just easy to just go ahead and take it off. Um, that's just what, that's my easy, quickest explanation. Uh, white dudes have never figured out what to do with their hair since the beginning of time in America. They have not figured it out. Every year is something different, whether it's a perm, whether it's spike, uh, uh, spiky with highlights, whether it's a comb over, <laughs> three comb overs, whether they rocking the homie, the clown, they had, they don't know what to do with their hair. Spike moose. They have no clue. Every year is something different. And then when you look back in the catalog five years prior, they look goofy. Then they do the faux hawk. You know what I'm saying? Did they do the white dudes don't know what to do with their hair? Just look, have the white boy do from the 1980s where it just combed over like this. Two pays. All right, where are we at? Jeffrey S says the weird owl of RB in the demon voice. Yeah, indeed. He says, I don't understand what you're telling me. $10 for 10 toes up. Appreciate you, man. All right. I will get into PayPal, but they bugging. All right, so I'm going to come back. They want me to do all of these puzzles. <laughs> Shit, I'm getting out of here. Fucking PayPal. All right, let's get into R&B, the origins of simp music. The origins of simp music. Is it the origin of simp music? Let's go ahead and uh, explore this really quick here and talk about the origins of R&B, and then we'll go in here. And let me just say this right now, because people are. this is going to be a hotly contested issue. When I say R&B music, we're talking about secular music, okay? We're not going to include church music, but we're going to talk about that as an origin. But let me just say, the common uh, genres that can be considered R&B or have evolved from R&B, are, these are the common genres. So this is going to go in with R&B. Some people are going to say, well, that person wasn't R&B, they were soul. This person wasn't R&B, they were early rock. Right. That would be an example of Prince or Chuck Berry or something like that. That was rock, but they were kind of R&B ish. And then it and then it evolved into something else. So soul music, pop music, pop, popular music, neo soul, funk music will be going into R&B disco to a certain extent will be an extension of R&B. So if I say Donna Summers, she's disco, but she came from R&B. If I say dance music. So if I say CNC Music Factory. They were a combination of hip-hop, dance, and R&B. If I say blues, blues, rhythm and blues is literally in the name. So it evolved from blues. If I say doo-wop, bebop, if I say boogie-woogie, these are all forms of R&B. So don't come in here in the middle. Well, Prince was actually rock. Okay. Mm. <laughs> all right. You know what I'm saying? Don't, 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 don't whittle it down. You know what I mean? Don't try to separated they're all in there they're all in there okay now with that being said with that being said and e even early rock and roll that developed into what we consider white rock or classic rock came from r&b those men were influenced by rockers who came from blues and combined rock and it was some sort of kind of r&b fusion and then the rockers you know took it off like elvis and um what's the other dude they kind of copied these guys and they made it white music, right? And then they, you see what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. So when I combine these things together, they all go into, they all go into R&B. 
Okay, that's what it's going to say here. All right, so let's go ahead and um talk about this. What is R&B music and where did it come from? It says rhythm and blues. I'm going to read two, two explanations. Rhythm and blues, commonly known as R&B, is a musical genre developed by black Americans near around the 1940s that's been continuously refined through the present day. R&B derived from gospel. We'll talk about that one. That's a big one. Jazz, folk, traditional blues music and emerged in tandem with rock and roll, all right? R&B notably diverged from rock music in later decades. So R&B and rock separated. Class, it says contemporary R&B is often driven by keyboards, synthesizers, and whatnot. We're not going to talk about that per se. And let me skip to, oh, oh I, lost my, I lost my other reference. I lost my other point of reference. Where is it? Okay, I think this is it. Yeah, there, there it is right there. So then they'll talk about what, what it came from. It says the term rhythm and blues, often called R&B, originated in the 40s when it replaced race music. Did you know that? It was called race music? Shit, I didn't know that. It replaced race music. I think that's very interesting. As a general marketing term for all African-American music, though it usually referred only to secular, non-religious music, the term first appeared in commercial recordings in 1948. When RNC Victor Records began using blues and rhythm music as a descriptor for African American secular songs, the migration of the African Americans to urban centers in the Northeast and the Midwest during the early 20th century helped to bring various regional styles of African American music. Speaking of African Americans, uh, look at my African American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? All right, music together to influence one another. So we're going to talk about the migration. We're going to talk about regional sounds and all of that stuff. Early on the early on the term, rhythm and blues was used for boogie woogie, African American swing, jazz and blues. All of these styles influenced the development of what is called rhythm and blues today. So that's what we're going off of. So it's a combination, it's a fusion. So if I reference somebody in the 60s, don't say it's not R&B because it could be could have been considered R&B at that time, but it diverged from it. That being said, let's now talk about this, something that I've talked about. Has it influenced us negatively? Has it given men, has it given men and women a false representation of what relationships are? Remember, I also said the, the people who listen to this type of music have the lowest Forms of what you would call reputation. They have the least successful relationships, uh, relationships over time. They have the least marriages and the most divorces. They have the most out of wedlock pregnancies. Okay. They have the least success at relationships in general. As a matter of fact, in the previous article, people can't even describe what their relationship with, with they can't even describe what a relationship is when they're talking about two people that have a baby. They don't say they're married. They don't say the boyfriend. They don't say the fiance. They just say, these people, two people have a baby. These people come from hip hop, R&B, music, culture. <laughs> this, is, this is how sad it is. So when people say they listen to R&B and we should be in relationships just like they talk about in R&B, well, the people who listen to R&B are the least successful at relationships. In America, at least. And this stems from what I talk about romantic love, the myth of romantic love. I've referenced this when I talked about fantasy and romance and how romance is a myth. And the mythology of romance has misled a lot of people. 
most people go back and use romance, the mythology of romance as the book holder or the book, uh, the book, the, the placeholder of what a relationship should be. And oftentimes romance didn't intend to be serious. For instance, Romeo and Juliet or anything developed by William Shakespeare was seen as comedy. This is where we get ro uh, romantic comedy from. Most of the time, it framed romance in a picture of tragedy. Like these people got hyped up on love and a tragic thing happened. It was supposed to be humorous, but people forget that. It was supposed to be theater and entertainment, but people forget that. So they take these romance stories and love stories, which were meant to be comic and tragedy, and they say, this is what relationships are. So this is what we do with R&B. It says the myth of romantic love may be ruining your health, and that can certainly be true of listening to too much R&B. <laughs> okay. This could be certainly be true of what? R&B music. Let me give you an example of this. Let me give you an example. How many times, how many times have you been in, in a conversation with someone and they've referenced a song, an R&B song, and they tried to use that to describe their relationship? Meaning if it was in a positive light. Oh, my relationship is like this song. This song reminds me of this relationship. This is going to be our wedding theme. This song is going to be symptomatic or emblematic of our marriage. Or if they are going in a bad way, okay, and you're listening to R&B music and you say, that's exactly what I need to say to my girl to get her back. Oh, this artist spoke for me. And I'm going to use that. I'm going to dedicate this song to her to get her back. How many times have we done this? Yeah, this is our song. See, that's an idea of romantic love, the mythology of it. And you're using the music as a placeholder to describe your relationship. Or let's just say you broke up with someone. You broke up with someone and you're listening. You're like, damn, what did I go wrong? And there's going to be a song that sounds exactly like your relationship situation. Oh, damn, that sounds just like what I went through. And then you'll find a solution in the song. And the solution in the song tells you, oh, this is what you should say to get your girl back. Or a woman's going, oh, that's exactly what happened to me. And he said this. And I'm going to wait for him to do this. I'm going to wait for him to pick up the phone and call me back up. Right? You see what I mean? These are the things of this romantic love, this mythology, that romance that these R&B songs create that are developed by songwriters and producers and artists that can translate this message. It's a conglomerate um, conglomeration of three talented people that had to spend time to think about scenarios that either reflected their life or, or that they could just put out to sell to you. And you and you are listening to this and you go, that's exactly how I feel. That's it. That's an example of the myth of romantic love. Okay. That's the example of the myth of romantic love. As a matter of fact, you might be in a relationship and your relationship is going to lose that love. You're going to lose that loving feeling. I lost that loving feeling, right? You lose the loving feeling. There's a song for that. We're going to talk about that in the thing. There's a song for that. And then you're going to think about somebody else. There's somebody else in the picture. Let me give you an example of this song. The song is, if it's all right, let's go somewhere and get it on tonight. I got a girl, but you look good tonight. It's one. So this song, if you listen to the lyrics, sometimes we get caught up in the beat. Sometimes we get caught up in the rhythm and the synthesizer. But that song 
It's saying, I got a girl. I'm with my girl. I'm thinking about you. I want to be with you. My girl is sitting right here. Okay. That's an, that's an example of, of, of this idea that, hey, I, I'm going through this. I have a situation, but I want to be with you. This is an example. <laughs> okay. And it will describe, hey, shit, my girl ain't doing what she used to do. She ain't sucking me off like she used to do. You telling me on my mobile flip phone that you're going to suck me off and I want to be with you tonight despite the fact that I'm with her. Okay, these are the I, this is what happens. This is what happens. These songs create these scenarios in your mind. And then you might think you're wrong for doing it, but the song confirms you're good for doing it. <laughs> what about this right here? All right, we breaking it down today. He let me know if I'm breaking it down. Here we go. The burdensome, the burdensome myth of romantic love. Okay, I've, I've actually done a whole stream on this where these expectations that you listen to when you watch romantic comedies, romance films, um, when you read fantasy novels, when you listen to R&B music, they create, and even country music, they create these scenarios that make it almost impossible for you to keep up, right? It becomes a burden and a full-time job to keep up with the expectations of the hopeless romantic. This is why I said hopeless romantics are the worst people to deal with. They're the absolute worst because they're going to put expect they're going to put so many unreasonable expectations that it's going to seem exhausting day by day to please them. There's a burdensome, burdensome, I can't even pronounce it, myth of romantic love. This romantic love that people use in R&B music, it's almost to the point where you can't even keep up with it. And it becomes impossible. You're putting impossible expectations on them and you will use R&B music as the frame of reference. You need to say this. Have you ever heard a person say this? Have you ever heard a person say this? Um, they say something to you, and it's obviously a setup. You respond. You respond. It's not the response they wanted. And they say, no, what you should have said was what you need to say. And they obviously wanted you to play in this script that you didn't realize this, they were running a script. What are you talking about? <laughs> What script are you talking about? I don't know what script you're on. Well, what you were supposed to. Okay, where did you, what idea? Where did you get the idea that I was supposed to say something? Could have been from a fantasy novel, a romantic comedy, a romance film, or an R&B song or a country song. What are you talking about? I'm here in reality and you're in fantasy world. Okay? So they're on a script that they just listened to. They're hyped up on this emotion and they then they lead you in and you're supposed to say, Ooh, baby, baby, we're making love between the sheets. Oh, 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 ooh. See, in their world, you were supposed to say, oh, 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 ooh, baby, baby. That's what you were supposed to say. But in your world, you responded because you wasn't plugged in at the time. You see what I mean? This is where we're getting this burdensome myth of fantasy mixed in with reality. They're in some fantasy world that they've been listening to all day. You're in reality world and you get jacked up. Okay, so let's go into the next thing right here. Let's talk about why people would call it simp music. All right, so let's go to Urban Dictionary where has somebody has actually explained this. 
And uh, this is why people have turned R&B music simp music. It says music written, produced, and performed by a simp specifically for the purpose of pedestalizing a woman. Obviously, most music is tailored towards women because they're primary consumers. So this isn't something to be mad at. It's just what it is. Okay, Most music is tailored towards women. Even if it's for you, um, even if it's a male or a male singing it, it's going to be tailored or catered to the woman, right? To get you to do something. Just like a car, buying a nice car is catered towards women, right? The, the effect of you buying the car is to benefit the woman. That's what it is. Music is the same way. So it says right here, it says right here, uh, it doesn't matter if she's attainable or unattainable. Simp songwriters or simp singers often profess how subservient or submissive they are willing to be in an effort to win the woman's affection and possibly be rewarded with sexual favors in return. Their style is persistent, sparing no expense. This sounds like a uh, game artist here and simps combined. Sparing no expense at wooing the woman, including allowing said woman to walk all over him repeatedly. We're going to give you examples of this. Even after rejection, some of the attempts made to win a woman's affection often includes promising to pay bills and take her on lavish trips. All right. No more shopping spree. No more VIP. No more dough. We can't even kick it no more. All right. All of these things, right? Okay. So let's go through this right here. Let's see if they let me uh, look at this article here. Um, My article disappeared here. The history of R&B music. Maybe we don't need this one. So we'll go ahead and skip it. All right, I had it up for some reason. Let's look at the most popular words. Let's look at the most popular words said in R&B music, okay? Let's go in right here. The most popular songs through the decades, the most popular words. We'll skip ahead, and we'll go into the 70s. Anything in the 60s, we're going we're gonna to skip, mostly. Okay, uh, the 1970s, woman. The most popular word is woman. Okay, so obviously there you go. Disco, okay, rock, music, and dancing. All right, so it was somewhat more innocent. Going to the 80s, the most popular word, which I think 80s is the height of R&B music, uh, but 90s into two, early 2000s took it to a different level, and it was more influenced by hip-hop, so then it, it kind of went into some sort of fusion, right? 80s was the height, but 90s and R, 90s R&B, they took it to levels of simping that we never saw even though there were some 70 songs that for sure you can get into. Uh, so the 80s, love, fire. We'll talk about that, that whole desire thing here, fire and desire. All right, don't. Don't leave me, leave me, leave me. Don't go, don't go. What about rock? All right, and on. I don't know what that means. 1990s, you, you, up, get, and thang. Thang is in there. We'll talk about double entendres in music and R&B. Uh, 2000s, you again with the letter U, and then like, breathe, it, and yeah. Hey, yeah. All right, and then since the 10, 2010s, we, yeah, or yeah, 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 hell or die. We'll talk about that because with mental health, you are now seeing people saying, I'll jump on a grenade for you, baby. Like, people are going to die for that love. People are willing to die for that love. All right, this is how crazy it gets. And because they, people need to escalate, people need to have some sense that they're willing to be willing to blow themselves up for love. All right, let's see here. 
Let's talk about this. Um, the influence of the church, the influence of the church in music, the influence of the church. So some of this R&B developed and they take in church themes and they weaved it into secular music in which most people are passionate about their religion, especially when you talk about blacks. <laughs> They're passionate about their religion and they'll make a connection into church music. So you can get that emotional connection. Oh, I remember that. Oh, this is in my spirit. Let's talk about this. Top 10, 10 R&B songs that should be sermon titles. All right, Superstition, My Girl, a lot of these things have stemmed from that. This is how we do it. All right, Dancing in the Street, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Most of these songs were influenced directly from the church, and we'll talk about that. All right, What a Man, I Got a Feeling, You Make Me Wanna. All right, Soul Man. How about many of the artists that came from the church choir? They know how to tie you in emotionally. These people said, I got my start in church. Aretha Franklin. Okay. I believe Tina Turner. What about this one? Whitney Houston. So they, they developed this ability to grab you by the soul, pause, and then they brought it into soul and R&B music. What about Otis Redding? Okay, these are just the blacks. Marvin Gaye. So they came from this sense of they got started in the church, maybe been the best singer in their church, and they knew how to grasp people emotionally, and then they twisted and weaved it into this soul music. Okay? The staple singers. And this Many of these people, by, by, by the time they were doing what they were doing, their father probably told them they were tell, selling their soul to the devil. <laughs> this is the devil's music, right? Um, Donna Summers. Donna Summer, it's not plural. Uh, who is this? Stephanie Mills. I never knew love like this before. All right. Um, Faith Evans. Faith Evans definitely is a soulful singer, and that's reflected in uh, John Legend. He was the choir director, mm. allegedly. We'll talk about the 1980s men and the androgynous lifestyles that a lot of these men, the conflict that many of us probably had as men listening to 80s R&B music, looking at the men singing the music and the women swooning over the men singing the music, and you were looking at them like, shall I name names? George Michael, Luther, Freddie Jackson, so forth and so on. Michael Jackson, Prince, you're looking at these men like, uh... <laughs> okay, you're looking at these men like this here. Okay, <laughs> you're like, uh, uh, I don't, I don't know how to tell you this, but uh, ladies, <laughs> all right, let's continue. You're like, ladies, I don't know why you throwing the panties on the stage for that guy. This is all alleged. There was too many today. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Uh, who else? I don't even know who that is. Curtis Mayfield, this is all connections from the church, and then throw on R. Kelly. Damn near every song that R. Kelly wrote, you can imagine a choir singing it. You can imagine that song came directly from a church hymn. That, that R. Kelly, you can name 50, 11 songs that he wrote and he sung that he twisted it slightly, and it came from a church song. <laughs> he came directly from the church. He was sitting in the church like, I wish, I wish, I wish. All right, and he came home and he wrote the song. That could have been a song. That could have been a choir song. 
Could have been a choir song. Let's talk about this right here, and then we'll get on with the show. All right, we'll get on with the show. Uh, let's see here. So romance and mythology, right? It sets men and women up for failure. All right, this is what I've been trying to tell people for a long time. These things have set men and women up for failure. So women have a high expectation. They have a high expectation of your pursuit based on romance, mythology, romantic comedy, tragedy, and, 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 and love songs. And then you say, this is how I'm supposed to pursue the mate. This is Briefold's Law on steroids. And the problem with it is music is you can listen to it over and over. You can't read the book over and over. You can't really watch the movie over and over. It takes too much time. But the songs are two minutes, 50 seconds, up to four minutes at best. And the rhythm and the beat is pleasing to you. Not only that, the lyrics and the hook become uh, something that you might say, oh, yeah, yo, I, the rhythm and the hook. Yes, I believe it. Then you might and then go into invest in the lyrics. Wow. Yeah. OK, I could feel this. So it's repetitive and it gets you into this point where, yeah, you start to believe that this is true. Despite the fact that the people who sing this have low success at relationships themselves. Right. These people that you that you follow, they barely get married. They they barely maintain marriages. They they're unsuccessful themselves at keeping relationships on the train tracks. However, your song, their song that they uh, sang as the talent that was written by someone else and produced by someone else. Those two people, the producer and the songwriter, are the most important. They bring in the talent. And sometimes we look at the talent and say, that's their song when it's not. It is the songwriter song and it's the producer that tied you in with the rhythm. And you think the songwriter is singing their words, right? Ah, this is the worst that this singer, I'm sorry, you think the singer is singing their own words and this is indicative of their relationship and it's not. The singer is just the talent. The songwriters were the ones who are the ones who, who, who push forth this message. And sometimes they did it to market. Sometimes they did it because it was part of their relationship and they had the singer, the talent, express it. Let me give you some examples. Neo, Neo, fabulous songwriter. His relationships are damn near disastrous. Neo has written for himself, Beyonce, just about anybody you know in modern times, Neo has written for. But look at his relationships, not that very, not very good. Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott, you don't even realize how deep her catalog runs, all right? Because she looked the way she looked, nobody wanted to give her a record deal to be a primary performer. However, before in the, in the 90s, from the mid-90s and on, she wrote for everybody, Janet Jackson, SWV, you name it. I mean, Aaliyah, I mean, Missy Elliott's catalog is extensive. Then they finally said, okay, we'll put you on. It's like, <laughs> all right, you can do it. And then she ended up being a great performer, okay? Um, what about uh, Prince? Prince is another one. He wrote a lot of songs for a lot of people, okay? Throwaway songs, trash songs for him. He was like, I don't want to sing this shit. You sing it, okay? R. Kelly is another one. He wrote songs for everybody, okay? And if you want to go back, Smokey Robinson, Babyface, all right? Babyface wrote for everybody. Smokey Robinson, there was a guy named uh, Narada Michael something. He wrote for all of the people, all of the love singers in the early 80s. Okay, Luther Vandross, Whitney Houston, and all of these people. Okay, these people, um, R. Kelly, that I mentioned, R. Kelly, Jimmy Jam, and Terry Lewis, these people were the narratives, and there were only a handful of great songwriters. There were only a handful of great songwriters, but a whole bunch of performers, and they pushed their message out and let the performer sing it, 
uh, narrative Michael Walden, Waldron. Yeah, that dude was an amazing writer. And he got all kind of writing creds in the early 80s. He wrote for everybody. He wrote that message for everybody. Lionel Richie, another example. Lionel Richie was a big, Stevie Wonder. These were all people who wrote for a whole bunch of people. And they were the ones. Okay, so uh, Drake's ghostwriter, y'all talking about. Yeah, um, somebody said, I'll be sure we'll talk about him. So these people wrote and the singer sings, but we oftentimes we attribute the song to the singer and we look at their lifestyle and say, well, the singer sung this. Why their lifestyle like that? Well, they're just a talent. The producer produces the music that gets you tied in. The songwriter produces the lyrics and the hook. And then the singer performs it. So these are the things that we have to understand how, the, how they combine these songs. These people are going to be mad at me. What about uh, Dream? Dream. Uh, the Dream, the guy who sings um, Makeup Bag and all of that, his songs were decent uh, for a certain subsection, but he wrote for a whole bunch of people, The Dream. I think his name is The Dream or Dream. I met him. I bumped into him once in the nail salon, in the uh, nail salon, and then the ladies thought it was me. They thought I was a singer, songwriter because I was talking to him. Okay. Who was the dream? Yeah, he's the falsetto guy. Yeah, he wrote a lot of R&B music. He was, that was his staple. So when it comes to this, uh, this music sometimes tells you what you're supposed to do and what you're supposed to say. And it's misdirected. Because yes, in a four-minute song, it might sound all perfectly and, and packaged and manicured, but these people had the type time to write it and all of this stuff and produce it and get the singer to sing it just right. And sometimes as a human being, you don't have time to uh, describe your relationship as neatly packed as these people have written it and sang it. You don't have time. So it's unfair to use that as the guide. All right, I want my man to sing to me like this. Well, if, I, if you want me to sing, get the damn composer and the producer out let me have time to write my message and pen, put pen to paper and then let me have time to sing the damn thing <clears throat> and take it, uh, roll a couple of takes, um, merge my song, all right? Because sometimes these words run into each other and then they clip another track on there to fill in that void, but I can't sing it like that. You ever try to do that? You ever try to do it where you're singing and then you get to the point of the song, you're like, wait a minute, these two words are merging together. I can't even finish this word before I start this next word and take a breath. Well, if you ever recorded, if you've ever recorded, you know that these people record bars. They record in bars. They'll sing that bar and that bar and stop. Catch their breath and then they'll record and they'll overlap the word. <laughs> you ever do that? You be talking, wait a minute, how the hell am I supposed to get that? Yeah, they punch in. They punch it, punch in. Okay, I've recorded before. I've recorded probably eight or nine songs in my life early in my early teens or late teens. And you know, you punch in. You wait for your stuff. You listening on the headphones. Uh-huh. Punch in. Boom. And then you throw your junk on there and on top of a word you just finished. So anyway, people don't really know that. And these people, these musicians behind the scenes, the composer, the producer, and the songwriter, they actually do that for you to make you sound good. And then when they actually jump on the stage and you try to sing that falsetto with them words punched in, they got to take a breath and they let you finish. That's when they put the mic out like this. They sing in a song and they put the light, let you finish that part, let you jump in, <sighs> take that breath and then come on out. I'm giving y'all the secrets. <laughs> Did you know most of the most popular songs you sang 
you saying the ad libs, the ad libs were the most popular part of the song. The ad libs are what you sing, not the lyrics. You'll get to the hook. Don't leave me, leave me, leave me. Don't go. Don't go. I love you so. I love you so. You singing that part. You ain't even singing the damn hook. <laughs> go watch the go watch the um go watch the uh film on Netflix. You're on uh it's called um it's called uh I can't remember, but it's about background singers. It's about background singers in which they said these singers they use black women, particularly and mostly black men and black women, the rock bands like um like um um damn who I'm thinking of Mick Jagger and them right these these people use black soulful R and B singers as background and their most popular songs were known more popularly for the background singers in the hook and the ad libs what's the name of the movie. There's a movie about this. The most popular part of every rock uh, rock star song is the background singer's hook and their ad lib, <laughs> which is absolutely incredible when you think about it. When you think about that, it's not the lyrics. It's not the production, the, the sting. There's the other band I'm missing. Rolling Stones, uh, David Bowie. Their songs, most popular songs, are known by the ad-libs and the hook. It's crazy. So this is when you're putting music together, this is what you should be thinking about. Uh, anyway, let's get on to the contributions right here. Let's get on to the contributions. Uh, let's see here. Those are all, somebody said, yeah, the whole future thing, the skirt, all of those things. You're thinking about those things, even in current music. You're thinking about those things in the song rather than the actual lyrics themselves. All right, great stuff so far, man. Great stuff so far. Let me get into the contrib contributions before I get too far. Uh, let's see here. Boy, do, will PayPal let me log in? They are like, dude, I'm, I'm having problems with it. This might take a while, so hang tight. We're going to get into the common themes in R&B music that lead you guys astray. All right, these are all designed to influence you and get you in this mythical, uh, mystic magic of, of relationships, right? So I'm back on PayPal. We'll catch up. And it actually prevents you from getting along further in your relationship. It actually is a disruptor of your relationship. Shout out to Cassius. He says, hey, coach, did you hear about the woman who pretended to be a man and ended her life? I didn't hear about that. She was never the same after what she learned. Her name is no Nora Vincent. I love to hear your take on this. Wow. Thanks for your content. So she tried to be a man and it was too hard for her. <laughs> it's easy to be a man. And she found out the hard damn way. All right. We got a lot to catch up on. Where we at here? Winnie Wall says, coach, put me down with the album. Check me out under my artist name, Wall Street. Winnie, come to New York and we'll cut the track. Well, I ain't doing all that. You know, they, you don't even have to leave your house. I'll send the track. <laughs> all right. You don't have to you don't have to hop on the plane no more. You just send the track, put your junk on it and let the producer work on it on the back end. Like cut out all that noise in the back. Cut out all the amalams in New York. You know, they got amalams, people singing on a damn stoop. Yeah, cut all that out. Shout out to uh, uh, Day John says 90s R&B had brothers simping and crying over relationships that would have ultimately failed. Shout out to Jagged Edge and R. Kelly, though. Yep. And look at kind of how these people ended up. 
it's evidence on how they ended up. It's pretty simple. Shout out to Sizzo. Sipfeno, so Sizzo, pause. He says, I'm out my job today. Rent's due. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Can't, he says, gotta catch the replay. My favorite R&B song is I Wanna Know by Joe. Wake up, free agents. Winter is here. Yes, indeed. And again, what, what we're saying is they're, that, that uh, obviously they're trying to sell to women, right? Even the rappers fell into it, which I was going to discuss later. The rappers fell into the idea that I can only sell so much music to men. I can only make so many rock the bells. I can only make so many um, it's murder. I can only make so many of these songs. So eventually Drake, people like Nelly, people like uh, Ja Rule and LL, they became uber famous for then merging their songs into R&B songs or, or, or contributing or, or working directly with R&B singers. They became big time famous by doing that. Now, listen, it's a great strategy, but we got to know why they did it, right? We know why they did it. Now, we're going to say they were simping. They weren't simping. They created a simp genre, but we can't say they were simping. What they were doing was some sort of pandering, I suppose. <laughs> they, they weren't simping. They were pandering. As a matter of fact, R&B eventually merged into uh, uh, rap in general with the presentation of the artist. See, the presentation of the artists between R&B and rap were completely different. They were completely different as early as the early 1990s. If you think about Shy, what did Shy look like? What did, what did Jodeci look like early on? And then what did they translate into? The hat to the backwards, you know, backwards hat, White Sox hat, gangster, the R&B thug, Cisco. Then, it, then they developed because hip-hop was going crazy. Then these people started then, they, then you start hearing them throw a curse or two on their song, right? Then the R&B artists started throwing a curse. Then they started to get more sexually vulgar because the rap music, which was the top music at the time, was that. They started to be, they were vulgar. They were like, okay, Bulgari is going good. Thuggin is going good. Gangster is going good. Then they started to gangster lean on you. Pull out some liquor and gangster. Then they, now the rap, the R&B artists are gangster leaning. Right? So it started to kind of reflect that, even though gangsterism was actually not the majority of people, but then people had to evolve into that to sell. Shout out to Kaylin says, I'm curious, coach, do you prefer R&B Michael Jackson from the Jackson 5 and um, off the wall versus the pop Michael Jackson with Thriller and so on? I would say more of the R&B, uh, the Jacksons, the um, Can You Feel It? That Those songs were great. Pop, he's still amazing. But if you're giving me a choice, I'm going, I'm going off the wall, Michael Jackson, before I go thriller, bad, and dangerous. But those songs are amazing. There's some amazing songs that weren't top chart hitters on that album because he had pop music and then obviously the sell to the masses. But he still has some banger hits on those later albums, Stranger in Moscow, Human Nature. Um, there's plenty of songs that you can say that were not pop songs. They were R&B songs, but they weren't the lead songs. Um, the Way You Make Me Feel, those are all R&B songs. They weren't pop songs. He had pop songs, which were Thriller and Beat It. So anyway, shout out to Kaylin Ferguson for that. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, this is what I think about all day. <laughs> Deadly Edley, let me do two, and then here we go. Yeah, Do You Remember the Time? That's an R&B song. That is not a pop song. Uh, Dirty Diana's a pop song, 
but then there was uh, other versions of songs that were not, they were straight R&B. Um, let's see here. Shout out to Deadly Ellie, Crazy Men, Mass Delete by Shooting Cowards. He says, looks like crazy women mass delete through vehicle assaults. Oh, here. Let me do one more. Deadly Ellie. Let's drop, let's, let's check. Let's, let's, let's punch in. He says, a woman gets cheated on, men gets rejected on cold approach. Suck it up, ladies. It's part of the game. Yeah, get getting cheated on is part of the game. Let me do Chairman Mo. Then I'm gonna go over to the rest of the uh, apps. He says, Hey coach, here are some song type song titles. All right. Um all I want is a writing credit on some future stuff here. You know what? I can't. <laughs> what you're doing is parody stuff. So it's quite long. And this song, this show is going to run long. And for some reason, my damn air conditioner is turned off. So I'm working under extreme circumstances. But I just copied and pasted some of those right now. All right. Let's see here. Let's see here. Let's see here. Shout out to Venmo. Dame Digi, appreciation on your understanding of how ad libs and hooks are important while implementing a similar means of connecting us with the with your drops in the same way. Free agent for life. Yes, indeed. Oh, by the way, you know, um, sometimes when I say I got money, you guys remember that stuff. Well, it's not me saying it. You remember some of these things that I put into my show, focus on my career. Right. These are all things that get you hooked. And some people say I love the soundboard. All right. Uh, Mr. Smith. For the junior college fund, thank coach. Keep up the content. You should look at 75 hard. It's a book on mental toughness program. It put me on monk mode, lost 50 pounds, read five books, including yours on my way to financial freedom. Thanks for unplugging me from the matrix. I appreciate that. Congratulations on losing that weight too. losing that weight. Lawar Moore, Unloyal by Summer Walker featuring Ari Lennox. And some of these female R&B singers today, they are absolutely ghetto-fied. I mean, some of the female R&B singers today are probably reflect the worst. My air conditioning kicked in. Thank God. I was about to melt. <laughs> some of these female R&B singers today reflect almost the worst elements of a woman that you would want to be with today i it's not even close with the damn keisha cole um uh what was the one girl's name she was super ghetto i can't remember michelle something k michelle <laughs> one of the braxton girls tony braxton or tori braxton summer walker these people are not lizzo these people are not the people that you want to date and these are the people with the biggest voice. And unfortunately, they influence the women that listen to them. Mm. Tamar Braxton, these people are ratchet. And they put these women forward. And then guess what? Women listen to these ratchet women. It's actually wow. It's like, it's yeah, it's like unbelievable. That's the danger in this whole thing. Um, let me see here. Shout out to Lee Warmore. He says, my whole life has changed since you came in all right we're going to talk about those themes and tropes uh dr thunder says gonna do a response video great stuff shout out to dr thunder actually i saw your video where you had a simp song of the day or the week i can't remember what it is and um you you talked about computer love with roger troutman so i saw that 
And uh, it reminded me, I was like, I need to do this video. And people have been asking for this video. So shout out to Dr. Thunder. Go check his channel out. Uh, Bilal. Uh, shout out to you. Thank you, sir. And then let me do a couple of, I need to catch up on these super chats. Thank you, man. Need to catch up. All right. So I got these brothers already. I got uh, Shot X. Did I get you? Yes, I did. So uh, Wellesie Drummond's uh, been a while. Going to catch up to the replay. Mostly watching your content on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, which we all missed the Super Chats. And thanks to the new, 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 new. Thought I'd give you a shout out. Appreciate what you do, coach. Indeed, man. Able returns to Eden. My dear coach, never forget that bad AA culture is according to Thomas Sowell, historically bad Scots, Irish, Northern English culture. We were taught by the worst of the worst. Never forget that love. I want to. I want to study that. I want to study that. That's interesting stuff. That's the stuff that interests me. Rational or rationality uh, says does key sweat wear deodorant is the question. There was a joke of a woman going to watch Keith sweat, and an older woman saying, "Why would you go watch somebody sweat? Why would you go watch Keith sweat?" Inside dad joke. Dr. Thunder, he says, dude, this is right up my alley. Great stuff, man. It all comes out of the early black church from camp meeting revivals. Great observation, CGA. And Dr. Thunder is a musician. So we got to understand that R&B music came from the revival church culture. That, that's one of them. That's one of the elements that still is present today. It's still present today. King Kung Uru. But she thick coach hand me the buzzer. PVS, good, he says, uh, coach on point. Look up lyric pranks, couples, friends who use lyrics through text to get reactions. Interesting. Wow. Uh-huh. Jonathan Smith, what's up, CGA? Would you consider? Wait, would you consider you consider the song Where I Wanna Be by Dale Nell Jones a red pill song? I'm gonna mention that later. I put that in a certain theme where I want to be, okay? Um, which was, some songs are hidden red pills, and we're going to talk about that too. And sometimes they sneak it in. Sometimes they sneak it in. All right, um, Billie Jean is another example of that. Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. Nobody had an idea that that's a paternity fraud song, okay? But that's a red pill song. <laughs> and he snuck it in with dancing and good music and quick themes and in and, and the moonwalk. But uh, at the at the end of it, it's a paternity fraud song. So these are things that we look at and go, damn, he was dropping a red bill on me. Billie Jean's not my lover. She's just the girl who. Then I was clapping cheeks. <laughs> She's a girl that thought I was in a relationship with her, but I was just clapping the cheeks and she got knocked up and she claims that I'm the kids. My son, it ain't mine. If that was a rap song, it would be a little bit more debaucherous. I after there was a song I like that. That child am I? That little ninja ain't mine. That's the same as Billy Jean. That's a Billy Jean song. He was like, I was banging that three hundred four, but but I didn't nut in her. <laughs> I had a condom. <laughs> anyway, if you think about it, I was just clapping the cheeks. All right, where are we at here? Don Juan says R and B Gump music is why women think they are the the price. Or think they are the, the prize. That's what I think you meant. Yes. They think they're the prize. So if you got to chase them, I need a man that could chase me. Um, 
and then J.J. Frost towards the Free Agent Lifestyle album. The name of the new album is. We're going to do that album. Do me a favor. Take the time to hit the like button on here. Take the time to hit the like button. This is when we're going to return back to the show. All right. Uh, let's see here. Common R&B tropes or themes. All right. What it should, should say is themes. Let me change that. Themes. Things that we get sucked into. That we then change our lives because we're influenced by these messages. This could go with country music too. Uh, hunting, fishing, and loving every day. You know what I mean? Uh, they they really, country music takes the cake. I mean, I like country music. I like country music on a Sunday morning. I love it. All right. I love it when I'm grilling. You know what I mean? But sometimes, dude, I can only listen five deep and I'm like disgusted. I'm like, good Lord. Every music video overly emphasizes like some relationship with some girl and she got her boots and her summer dress and her hair is just a flow. And all right, Kane, Kane, what's the dude name? Kane something that all the women love. And, you know, he's this tattooed thug country singer slash rapper. <laughs> You're like, what's his name? Kane something. It's like, what the dude? Chill. And if you think about it, both of these genres, country and blues kane brown is his name and shout out to kane brown i'm not dissing him but he's a he's ll cool j of country's uh music but um because all the women that go there 90 percent of the people at his show are women <laughs> but he's got a girl and a wife but um if you think about country and blues those genres prior to the 1950s were red pill right those genres when men recorded they recorded messages to the men like think listen to blues music and it's overwhelmingly the problem they had in their life was their woman listen to howling wolf listen to uh listen to any blues song uh people are slipping my mind they overwhelming yeah howling wolf uh people talking about I, I bought a hound dog to watch my girl so she don't cheat on me these people were overwhelmingly trying to warn you. There was red pill music, country music too. Oh, I'll just have my truck and my dog. My wife shot my dog and crashed my truck. <laughs> That's what it was prior to the 50s. Muddy Waters, yeah, all of these dudes. Actually, make a playlist for Muddy Waters. You'll get some great music. Okay. So before the 50s and 60s, yeah, but BB King, before that, that music was Red Pill. Country, I'm sorry, country music and blues. You look at it today, and it's a blue pill. Mm. It's completely blue pill. So this is what you have to understand about these genres that switched to get to the consumer. To get to the consumer. Yeah. Oh, here she comes. Watch out, boy. She'll chew you up. Oh, here she comes. She's a man. Eat. By the way, Hall & Oates is R&B. All right, they're 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 the point where the R and B and rock started to to part. Hall and Oates definitely is R and B. Most everything they did was very close to R and B, if not R and B in general. What about Phil Collins? Uh, she's a easy lover. She he brought in Earth, Wind, and Fire. He brought in um the brother from Earth and Fire, Earth, Wind, and Fire. She's a easy lover. She's a easy lover. She'll break your heart like you won't see it. Yeah, everything she wants by Wham. Oh my God. Everything. That's my song right there. Everything she wants. I love that song. Everything she wants is everything she sees. 
these are all red pill songs, right? These are all songs for men to go, damn, you're right. But then by the 90s, for sure, it turned into what we call simp music. Um, let me see here. Common R&B themes. Okay, common R&B themes. See, some of those songs they recorded back then would not be recorded today. They wouldn't even, no, no artists, no artists would ever record them songs today. <laughs> I guess she must have loved me. All right, here we go. Common, common R&B themes. Let's break it down real quick. All right, so the, the common themes that you're going to hear, we talked about the common words and phrases. I I uh I want to meet you would be a song where you see the woman and she just takes your breath away. You take my breath away. You takes your breath away, and you want to meet her. So that's a common theme. I want to meet you where where you got to go up and you want a cold approach. It's a cold approach song. So the song that would remind you of this would be "Can We Talk?" "Can We Talk" by Tevin Campbell, which was probably written by Albie Shore or Prince. Okay, but can we talk? Can we talk for a minute? Girl, I want to know your name. What about come and talk to me? I really want to meet you. Can I talk to you? These are all I want to meet you songs. These are all cold approach songs. These are all I met you at the mall. Come and talk to me. I really, or can we talk? See, these are all, oh, Babyface wrote that. The, the can we talk? That's not a surprise. So these are all things that that's a theme, okay? And that has influenced us. How many times have we listened to the song and we said, damn, I'm a, can we talk for a minute? Somebody said, Nate Dogg, is there a song? Nate Dogg wrote that? So these are all songs right there. All right, what about the Don't Leave Me song? The Don't Leave Me, all right? Like A. Marie, Why Don't We Fall in Love? These are all songs that, that a woman would say, oh, you know what I mean? I'm with you. Uh, I met you. We had a situation. We dated a couple times. Why don't we fall in love? That's a mythical, mystery, romantic idea of, wow, don't leave me. Don't leave me, leave me, leave me. Don't go, don't go. Don't leave. We should do something more. And you listen to these songs, right? What about you're the only one? You're the only one. Monogamous songs. Dave Hollister has a song, I'm a one-woman man. I'm a one-woman man. Now, you're a player out here in these streets. You want to fornicate with a lot of women. But then Dave Hollister comes on and says he's a one-woman man. He's got a woman trying to take him away from his woman. Nah, baby, I'm a one-woman man. Oh, somebody, Carl T, wait a minute. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Or what about this? Forever, my lady. Ooh, yeah. It's like a dream. You're holding me close, keeping me warm. If this is ecstasy. What about you are my lady, my girl. Yeah, everything. These are all, you're the only one. You're the only one for me. These are all wedding songs. These are all songs about monogamy. Oh, 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 you are my lady. What about this? The Burning Desire song, okay? 
the Burning Desire song, Night and Day by I'll Be Sure. How about Shy, If I Ever Fall in Love? And if I ever in love again, I will be sure that the lady is a friend. And that's right up a woman's alley. Yo, he's a friend first. I want a man that's a friend first. He has burning desire. The very first time that I saw your brown eyes, my lips said hello, and I said hi. These are all Burning Desire songs. What about the Dirty Mac songs? What about the Dirty Mac songs? There's songs in there where the dude is Dirty Macking and somebody Carl T. Dirty Macking on another dude. And we let it go. <laughs> what about this? Baby. I want to do all the things your man won't do. What about you need a man with sensitivity? Uh, a man like me, someone who could love you. What about I wish and I wish I never met her at all. That's a Dirty Mac song. Even though, what about this one? I can't help but wait till you get back with him. It won't change till you see that with me it ain't the same. Can't help but wait till you see you is what you, that's a dirty man. Literally, the, the woman has the woman has a man. The woman has a man, and this dude gonna dirty Mac. <laughs> What? These are all Dirty Mac songs. I can love you. I can love you better than she can. I can't love you. This, this is Mary J. Blige singing a Dirty Mac song. What about this? Cheating. Let's go somewhere and get it on tonight. What about the breakup song? The breakup song. Where I want to be. But if you love someone, you cannot treat her bad. Donnell Jones, let it burn. We got to let it burn. We got to break up. Let it burn. I got to let it burn. Then it's the breakup to makeup song. It's the breakup to makeup song. What about the breakup and there's no chance of getting back? There's an icebox where my heart used to be. These are all themes and tropes that songwriters say. We're going to make a breakup to make some makeup song. What about Tevin Campbell? Goodbye, goodbye. I've got to say goodbye. <laughs> These are all themes and tropes that they tie into people with real life circumstances. What about I don't deserve you? I'm going to pedestalize you. Yeah. I just want to make you feel beautiful. Want to make you feel beautiful. Girl, that's all I want to do. What about this? Put on your red dress and slip on your high heels and some of that sweet perfume that show smells good on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? These are all, this is, this, these are the things that they do. I got a couple more, so. Listen to you. We'll, we'll get there. What about the hurt me song? You hurt me. If you leave me, 
If you leave me, I'm going to blow myself up. What about I'll jump on a grenade? I'll jump on the grenade for you, baby. You're going to hurt yourself for this woman, bro. It's actually out of control. What about the distance? Heart makes the distance makes the heart grow fonder. Where did our love go? Baby, baby, baby. Where did our love go? <laughs> All right. When can I see you again? Bye, baby face. Okay. Sending my love to you. John A. Sending my love. This is my heart. I'm going to wrap it up and send it to you. <laughs> mm. All right. The double entendre songs. The double entendre songs. Little Red Corvette. Okay, you got a Little Red Corvette. As a kid, as a kid, I thought he was talking about a Corvette. <laughs> Baby, you're much too fast. Yes, you are. Little Red Corvette. It's a double entendre. It's you're thinking it's about a little red Corvette, but he's talking about a hot, fast woman. How about Rain Down on Me by SUV? Did you think Rain Down on Me was about rain? I'll wait. Think about what Rain Down on Me could talk about. I'll sing it. Rain Down. On me, let your love just fall like raindrops. Rain on me. What? Girl, just, wait. Boy, just rain down on me. Let your love just fall like drip drops. Rain. <laughs> huh. That's interesting. Sometimes it's soft like a misty rain. Mm. <laughs> Your love is something like misty rain that gently touches my soul. Hmm. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, what? Mm. So anyway, <laughs> that's the same song as to the window, to the wall. Till sweat drops down my balls and all y'all females crawl to all just skeet, 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 skeet. That's the same. That's the same song. <laughs> all right. And then you got the marriage songs. All right. You're my wifey. What about let's get married? What about on bended knee? All right. I'm down on bended knee. These are all themes and tropes and things that get you guys hooked. Right? They already slowing down the stream because I'm hitting y'all. Yeah, what about downtown by SUV? Take me downtown. You want to go downtown? Hmm, I want to go downtown. Yeah, I'd like to go downtown. <laughs> okay, what do we do? Oh, oh, downtown, you mean? Oh, wow. So you got to have these things right there. The 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 uh, master the the master manipulator. Let's get married in the uh, wedding song. If a, a songwriter's writing a song, they're going. I'm going to make this the wedding theme song, and so they got to have the marriage song to tie you back in 
and get you back into the marriage minded. What about uh, red pill songs, right? Love's Train, Love's Train uh, is, a, is a red pill song. What about the Commodores, Easy Like Sunday Morning? Oh, every time they'll sneak one in. That's why I'm easy. That's a MGTOW song, okay? That's a MGTOW song, Easy Like Sunday Morning. Now, you wouldn't think so because you would think it's a feel-good song. Swami's easy like Sunday morning. Now, when you listen to the lyrics, it's about him walking away. It's about him going, I ain't dealing with this shit. I'm easy like Sunday morning. Okay. So uh, think about these things when you look at some of these ideas that you think about many times in your relationship or your lack of relationship, your breakup, your makeup, how you want to progress in a relationship. They've created a song. They created a song where it fits that. And many of the times, wherever you are in your relationship, that song will come on and you'll be like, that's it. Yes, that's it. That's it. This is how powerful. Yeah, Freebird. Freebird is a MGTOW song, right? He going to go, I'm just going to get on my motorcycle. I'm out of here. I would sing the song. I know the lyrics, but I got to get a lead in. I got to lead me in, punch me in. So uh, these are all songs. So anyway, now we're here into the gangster and debaucherous era of R&B, and it's fallen off. That's why it's somewhat dead, because people have figured it out, number one. The people who create or sing the songs, they're, they suck at relationships. But still, women will listen to, you ever know? want to know why a woman's mad at you? Most of the time, she's been listening to Beyonce all day. <laughs> She's been listening to Beyonce and you come in and she'd be like, to the left, to the left, which Neo wrote. Not Beyonce. It's not Beyonce's song. It is Neo's song. But to the left, to the left. She's thinking about these possible scenarios that these R&B singers have drummed up in her mind. And then now she's messing with your mind. And you're walking in and you're like, hi, honey. And she'd be like, to the left, to the left. Mm. Beyonce married to a billionaire and she got these women to the left, to the left. <laughs> so this is the idea of what's going on. She's been listening. To, yeah, she's been listening to Keisha Cole and Kay Michelle all day. But I love you and I can't believe without you. Whatever these songs are. I just can't stand still. Whatever all this stuff is. And then they're also listening to Lizzo and WAP and all of these things. These They listen to that all day when they're at work at their paper and pencil pushing jobs, that's what they're listening to. And then they get home pissed off. What's wrong with you? I'm going to leave you. You don't pay my bills. You need to pay my telephone bills. What about Blue Cantrell? Yep. Hit them up style. So these are all things, man, that you guys got to understand, right? You got to understand the hit them up style song. So they got there and they watched the videos and the imagery. So women are greatly influenced by this. And like I said, people push these imageries of them. These boots were made for walking. And that's just what I'll do. And women be like, yeah, Shania Twain. What about Shania Twain? Now, she's not R&B, but Shania Twain had about 50, 11 songs about her walking all over her man. <laughs> all right. What is the one song? There's two songs by Shania Twain that I was listening to like, what? Like, holy mackerel. Mm. Mary J. Blige is another one. She was like, yeah, Mary J. Blige. Oh, no scrubs is a good example. 
No Scrubs is another good example. They listen to them. And they'll 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 relate to it, right? Because how many times have you pulled up in the passenger side of your best friend's ride trying to holler at her? And a lot of women can relate to that. So now that they put that in a song, there people can be like, oh, now it's forever off limits. Don't blow your horn at me. Don't holler at me out the now you'll never be able to do it. Okay, you'll never be able to do it. And then the pain, right? Where where Mary J. Blige, my favorite song about Mary J. Blige was um <laughs> I can always I can never think about I was your lover and your secretary working every day of the week. Was at the job when no one else was there. Helping you get on your feet 11 years of sacrifice. And you can leave me for a white girl at the drop of a dime. <laughs> that that one right there is, that's every woman's anthem. I should have left your ass long time. I should have left your ass long time ago. That That's classic. Woman poisoning the relationship. You didn't leave. It took you 11 years and you worked as my secretary. But now you should have left me long time ago. What? <laughs> and when they hear that song, first thing they think of is that woman in the movie waiting to exhale, taking out all that man's clothes and burning it up in his BMW. When they sing, when they hear that song, they immediately connect to left eye burning up Michael Jordan's in a hot tub. <laughs> right he said that's my sister man dude i'm telling you this is how common these themes have played in the toxic relationships that is number one the community because we're talking about r&b it's the community it's the toxic mindset of the community and these songs all play a part there's always going to be a song that you can refer to that poisons you and it poisons your relationship before you even start because she got a whole playlist how many times how many times have you made a playlist for your girl depending on how you felt? Remember you used to do that? You used to burn a CD, you used to make a tape. And that's how you felt at the time you was putting 11 songs together, I'm gonna burn this CD for my girl. You went on Photoshop and made you an album cover. You took all the little goofy ass snapshots of yourself, put it all on the damn thing. You made an album cover, a slide, lyrics. <laughs> you made a mixtape. And then all of a sudden you could probably make a mixtape for the middle of your relationship and the end. Anyway, let's get to these contra contributors. Um. Anyway, but these are things. These. This is the mythology of romance. This is the. This is all it is. Is a rom com in music. All it is is this influence and the the fact that you can listen to it repeatedly. It gets in your head and your spirit, and that's what defines you. And oftentimes you're being measured as a man on R and B music. Not about what about the R&B male singers you're measured against? OK, so say, for instance, she likes Tank. <laughs> she likes Tank. Oh, take me to the Tank concert and you take her to the Tank concert. And she's fawning all over Tank and you're looking at her like, damn, Sean. <laughs> you're like, can I get some genuine back in the day would be dancing. And she's like, oh, genuine Usher doing the you dance. He got a six pack. You're measured against these guys. And many of these guys got sugar in their tank, allegedly. We didn't talk about that. 
<laughs> we didn't talk about that because in the 80s, a lot of these guys that uh, were singing music to women, it was written by a man to another man. This is all alleged. Okay. But think about some of your most popular R&B singers from the 80s. Most of these dudes were either androgynous or suspect in their relationships. For sure. And women was throwing panties on the stage. George Michael. Uh, Luther. Oh, Luther. Sang it, Luther. Don't you remember when I told you I love you, baby? Sing it, Luther. <laughs> Boy George. Do you really want to hurt me? Frank Ocean. I mean, listen, you be looking like, bruh, Miguel. I mean, listen, some of these dudes, I don't know. Some of these dudes, I don't know. But some of these dudes be like, you, why are you screaming his name? <laughs> All right. Anyway, man, let me get to the contributors to the show. Let's start off with the super chat. But they screaming his name, wanting to rip his tank top off. And you're looking like, uh, you're looking at him, Martin Luther Lee. Yeah. Oh, uh, what was the dude's name? Ricky Martin, Elton John. These are all examples. Uh, you got to think, man, that industry, that industry does not have a lot of representations of what <laughs> you're looking at these girls like. Yeah, Prince, you were kind of confused on sometimes. You like, y'all like Prince? Prince actually, Prince actually is the exception to the rule of masculinity now far as we know he was heterosexual every woman that has nobody has come out and say he was homo now prince is the opposite of what would work to get you a woman i mean everything about him is opposite world he's short he light-skinned he wears a perm he wears feminine clothes he screams and sings like a woman I mean, everything about him is anti-masculine. He's so anti-masculine. People say he's uber-masculine. Think of how bizarre a world was Prince. Because there's some dudes that are super-masculine and be like, Prince was the dude. Prince was that guy. He was super-masculine. You just don't know. He was so masculine, you can't see it. And you was like, uh, okay, I can't see it. Okay, what am I supposed to see here? All right. Uh, yeah. He's masculine. <laughs> He wore high heel boots. Like everything about the guy was feminine. But you'll swear up and down, there will be a dating coach right now telling you he was the man. He was the alpha top dog. You see what I mean? And even he will tell you, yeah. So that's the bizarre world of Prince. He was super androgynous, mostly feminine. He wore, he was everything he posed, the way he looked was feminine, the way he would make facial expressions, completely feminine. Oh, that's just an act. You don't see, see, you don't understand running games. See, back in the day, Sean, what they would do was see all the pimps wore perms too, Sean. They wore high heel boots and all of that and all of that, Sean. And they wore four coats. See, you don't get it, Sean. You don't get it, Sean. He's super duper, uber duper masculine. So masculine, he feminine, Sean. See, this is what you got to understand. And the taboos like you understand it. You don't understand he was an alpha top dog. And the best way to do it is, Sean, he he got women because he swained the other way, Sean. Like women, he looked look like them, Sean. Yeah, well, that's that's masculine, all right. He wore lip gloss all on his lips, Sean. And he did like this, Sean, in the water. And he did like this, Sean. Mm. <laughs> He's like, 
Now, let me tell y'all something. Try that shit. Try. Try to do what Prince did right now. Perm your hair. <laughs> Perm your hair. Take your ass outside. Put on some boots and have a shirt, a blouse, with your taco meat out exposed. Put on some red lipstick. <laughs> take your ass out there right now and put some, have your ass sticking out of holes in your jeans. And let me see if the thugs think you uber masculine. <laughs> the thugs gonna beat your ass. That's all that they're gonna do. They ain't gonna let you even get close in some tight leather pants. He said with a guitar. They gonna whip, they gonna whip you into the ropes and hit your ass with a flying burrito like Tico's Chico Santana. They ain't they ain't even gonna let you walk by. Man, I'm masculine, Sean. I'm pulling the print, Sean. You don't even know about this. She y'all don't even know, Sean. Pull your pants up. See, this is how you get the girls. <laughs> they wouldn't let you get away with that shit for one bit, but there will be guys up here arguing that Prince had the secret sauce of masculinity. And I'm not dissing Prince because you know what happens here. Somebody's going to be mad. And I'm not saying he didn't pull chicks. He obviously was able to pull chicks. He pulled chicks that are famous now. I guess that girl that had a baby by the baby, she grew up under Prince. She came up under Prince. Did you guys know that? She, this is what she's claiming. Her first start was, you got to check the age, by the way. But Prince discovered her more or less on the internet and gave her an outlet to work with him. What's her name? I can't remember her name. I did a video about her. The baby. No, not Carmen Electra. This is allegedly, by the way. She's claiming. No, not Apollonia. Dan, yeah, Danielle or something. What's her name? Danielle. She's the baby's baby mama. Here it is again. No, the baby's baby mama. Danny Lee. Danny Lee. Yeah, Danny Lee is her name. She allegedly, she's alleging that Prince discovered her on Instagram or some shit. So even in popular culture, even in popular culture today, she's one of the most recent people that have said that Prince discovered her. Um, this is Danny Lee. This is the baby's baby, baby, baby mama, the baby's baby mama. So even till today, and Prince hasn't been, I don't remember when he, when he's, uh, when he died, but this woman right here, she worked with Prince. This is what she's claiming. And she's trying to take some credit credits for, for some things that have happened to Prince. I don't remember what her credit she was trying to take. But uh, here it is right here, This even this woman. So you go back all the way to the 80s until current time, Prince had access to some girls. Somebody said she lying? Okay. He died in 2016, so we talking about six years? Six years? Let me see how old Danny Lee is. This is going to tell the tale right here. He's 27, so she would have been 21-ish. No, she, listen, he died in 2016. She would have been 21-ish, 20. Plausible. Plausible. It, it happens. Lizzo worked with Prince? Wow. Did Lizzo work with Prince? But uh, let's get to these Super Chats, man. Shout out to you, man. Thank you for this show. Thank you for the show. Uh, putting up with my singing. A lot of people didn't show up. Uh, people have called her out for lying on that, by the way. So it should be interesting. 
let's see here. I got a couple, man. I got a couple. I got a couple. I got a lot of super chats. All right. So um, let's see here. Shout out to Don Juan Prince. He's I'm sorry, Prince. RB music is gump music, is why women think they are the prize. Yes, I got that one. JJ Frost, I got you. Jabrick says, I don't listen to hip hop and RB, only straight bars. All right. Okay. All right, Billy the Kid, doing it and doing it and doing it well. Indeed. And he says, uh, he says, I represent Queens, but she was raised out in Brooklyn. All right. Dave G, coach. How about the female R&B groups straight singing about being with the side chick? SWV, you're the one. Or they were being the side chick. Yeah. Uh, SUV, SWV, you're the one. Aaliyah, if your girl only knew in the escape song. How about the, um, how about the he comes home to me song? I can't remember it, but there was a song where he may be with you, but he comes home to me. There was a song, Just Be Good to Me. I know about the other women, but just be good to me. But there was another song specifically saying he might lie down with you, but he comes home to me. Okay, there was those. I'm going to catch up to everybody. Billy the Kid, see, baby, you're my little secret. If you don't tell, I don't know what that song is. All right. Most hate Chris CGA. I love you, pause. But this is your worst ever with all the singing. All right, I know. All right. Oh, As We Lay. As We Lay is another one. Oh, he's mine. You could have had him once, but I got him all the time. Yeah, that that one. What about that? He's mine. He's mine. You may have had him once, but I got him all the time. Boy, I tell you, man, I tell you, R&B is poison. Tommy Bryant, damn coach, got out the R&B music glock. Keep firing. Most hate Chris. Chris says, can't, he says, can't lie, coach. I can't stop laughing. And yes, a peace leave is a terrible thing to waste. Free agent lifestyle. And uh, he also says, damn it, coach, Raheem Devon got me in 2019 at a concert in St. Louis. Please hit the buzzer. You took your girl to a Raheem Devon concert. That's an L. All right, let's do the PayPals. Thank you guys for listening to my nasty scene. Oh, PayPal again. They want me to, oh, man, they want me to puzzle in again. Oh, if I miss this puzzle, I got to come back. Refresh the page. Yes, okay, I got to refresh. Cash app. What do we got here? Uh, J Float, thanks for the music. Time Machine Coach, Coach Gang. And I'm sorry, man, I didn't even include Chris Brown in this, but Chris Brown got some toxic songs up and down his whole catalog. All right, and a lot of your girlfriends, if you're in the community and white girls, follow Chris Brown. <laughs> like, if you look at Chris Brown whole damn imagery, it would be opposed, juxtaposed to who you can possibly be as a man it's the impossible standard chris brown chris brown is the impossible standard shout out to anthony uh anthony allen do you have a free any free agent lifestyle coffee cups not yet not yet thank you though david torrent says i'm almost made a baby to i'm ready by tevin campbell think about that all the babies the baby making music many of you guys are here because of the baby making music Half on a baby. Half on a baby. And you was like, let's go half on a baby, baby. Now, all you wanted to do was slide your salami around in her. You didn't want to half on a baby. And then now y'all asking child support. And she said, you wanted to go half on a baby. And you sang it. (laughs) 
Jack Vendetta, Mary J's music is why my mom is 56 and single. Yes, indeed. 100%. I think sing I think single moms and for absolutely, especially from that generation. Damn, they will not let me log in the PayPal. The strong and independent woman definitely was influenced by R&B music. Absolutely. That is not even close. I got to finish up on PayPal because they ain't let me log in, but I'll get it. Okay, yep. Hold on. Let me log in. They want me to do these damn puzzles. I might have to go to my phone. Shit. This is crazy. Okay, they ain't letting me. All right, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pull it up on this computer. I think I will. They locked me out. They was like, somebody. What about New Edition? All right, we need to talk about New Edition, which was a big-time influence um, on the psyche of women. B2K influence early on. So what about the boy band? The boy band, for sure, was an influence on women before you could be an influence on women. That's another angle. So NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, these are all R&B groups. Um, they're popular music, but they're R&B. They were influenced. They were the, the same person that put uh, a new edition together, put together Backstreet Boys um, or new kids on the block. So they were just basically imitations of R&B group. It was modern day Pat Boone. <laughs> it was modern day Pat Boone. So uh, Justin Timberlake, again, I always tell you, he's a modern day Pat Boone in my book, in my book. But the boy bands had influence over your girl and the fantasy myth before you even showed up. Think about that. New edition, B2K, Battery Boys, NSYNC, 90 Degrees, uh, Jackson 5, Boys. These people had great influence over your girl before you showed up and made it damn near Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. All right, Dejan says, Tyrese over there singing, how you going... <laughs> How you gonna act like that over his kids and R. Kelly wishing he could turn back the hands of time? That's true. R. Kelly, God, think of the tragedy of R&B singers, the tragic lives of R&B singers. There's so much tragedy. I don't even know where to start. That could be an entire show on itself. Some of these men end up tragically in tragic situations, right? Sam Cooke. Marvin Gaye, R. Kelly, Prince, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, if you want to talk about women. Some of the greatest of the greats ended up tragic. Tyrese. All right, shout out to Kaylin. I must admit, part of the reason I personally prefer the weekend's music in today's simp culture is that he admits he's a toxic lover who doesn't believe in marriage yet. Women still love him. He has a Michael Jackson voice, but devil's lyrics. Yeah, the weekend's music, man. Sometimes I listen to him. I'll be like, this dude, <laughs> he seems like, a, I don't know, a tortured soul or I don't know what's going on with him. All right. Kate, the weekend seems to be, I don't listen to a lot of his music, but I like his voice. And by the way, it's hard to be a falsetto as an artist. I don't know, man. I mean, it's great if you want to sell some records, but you better figure out how to perform that falsetto. And then when you age, your falsetto is going to be terminated. Like Michael Jackson was able to maintain his falsetto. Prince somehow was, I'm sure. But uh, people like Al B. Shore, not so much. <laughs> like that shit worked when you was 21. 
but now you're 45. You ain't going to be able to sing that shit in live. <laughs> How you going to sing that live at 45 and your testosterone kicked in and your balls dropped? Pearl Mansplainer, thank you, Coach, for pointing out all of the pimp businesses like restaurants, theaters, florists, jewelry, jewelers, chocolatiers, car dealers, etc. The most guys must pay for so we can lay. Those are the middleman. Those are the pimps. And those are the things where you say you don't pay and you say, I don't pay directly, but you pay indirectly. That would be like, okay, I don't get the money to the 304. I give it to the pimp directly. And those, the clubs, the nightclubs, those are environments in which the woman benefits directly. If you take her to any one of those environments, she directly benefits. And then the restaurant, the pimp themselves benefits. So the whole argument is I don't pay. But but what you're keeping alive is the things that she benefits from. That is a third party. That's a pimp. That is a direct benefit to the woman. So it's a payment. I don't care what you want to say, because let's just say this. Nightclubs have died because men stopped going. Men stopped going. Nightclubs dead. The pimp has died, essentially. You actually just took out the middleman and you go directly to the woman. That's how big. That's how big you paying for it is. That's your influence financially. Um, no government name. Here's the, the weekend. We got a lot of weekend fans in here. The weekend's here. Oh, maybe that's not. The weekend's here. Here we go again. Had a Has a lyric and a pen and a pad. Go on, save your ass. You're going to sign that prenup. Oh, that's, a, that's from the weekend song? He said the weekend is red pill and won't get taken by Angelina. He's dating Angelina Jolie, really? And won't allow her to black widow him. No, she going to get him. That's going to be a battle of wills. That's going to be a battle of evil spirits. Angelina is going to get his ass. <laughs> Angelina Jolie is a woman not to be played with. I would not play with that soul. You're messing with fire. Chairman Mo, coach, here's an idea for a show. What are some RMP, RMP songs? What are some Blue Pill songs? I nominate Taylor Swift's Blank Space as an RP song. Should she decided to snitch on herself in the sisterhood when it comes to women being crazy in relationships? Come on, Coach Gang. Let's give the coach some material. That would be interesting. Some red and blue, blue pill songs. Oh, women do be snitching on themselves now in modern music where the facade of, I think the idea of a woman would never do that comes from R&B music, right? A woman would never cheat in a woman's heart. In a woman's worth, in a I think the ideas that we have about women have certainly come from music and music videos. Now, guess what's happening? They're out here with the WAP. They out here f ninja free. They out here. They out here doing the debauchery. And now we're looking at it like, oh my god, these it's really them. KT King, Earth, Wind, and Fire's legendary song "Reasons." I can't do that. That's another falsetto. And after the love is gone, our RP songs. In a time where you could do RP in music. You can't do that now. There's another current song, which was somewhat current, that um, was an RP song. I think it was Nick Jonas. He has a song called Attention. In which the, the, theory, the theme of the song is, I think it's a breakup song, but she wants him back. Only, But he realizes he, she only wants him back because she only wants attention. That got to be an RP song if it ain't one. This is if you listen to oh Charlie Puth is the artist. May I gave the wrong guy. 
That is a RP song. Attention. Go look it up. And I'm like, damn, he actually swung that and he swung it in a way where he disguised it. So Charlie Puth is the artist. Sorry, Nick Jonas. Sorry, <laughs> Charlie Puth. Sorry. Oh, the one smoking out out the window by I think Bruno Mars or whatever his group is. That was another one they threw in there. Thomas Cripps. Great show, coach. I see your guitar. Would you uh, what do you like to play? Nothing. <laughs> Don't try to get me on there. I'd be trying to play some. Uh, more than here's another RP song. More than words is all you have to hear. Just what I think. Whatever that song is by Extreme, back in the early '90s. More than words. That's a RP song. He says, "What's RP? We call that Rib Hill." More than words. More than words is a RP song. Okay, so I would put that in R&B as well. But if you listen to it, what he's saying is you're you're a tease. <laughs> you're a tease. Every time I go on a date with you, you keep telling me you're going to give me the ass and you keep saying what you're going to do to me, you're what you're going to do for me, and you only leave me with blue balls. I don't want to hear no words. I don't want to hear no words. I want to see what you're going to do. You show me. Show me what you're going to do. That's more than words. Oh, I saw you walking in the rain. Yeah, I saw you walking in the rain. So um, anyway, let me make sure I got everybody contributed. She's like saying that I love you is no longer. He's like saying that I love or you say that you love me, but you're not you're not sleeping with me. You're not showing me that you love me. You need to show me you need to get in that bed. That was a good song for a teenager dating because you definitely got swindled in that aspect all right man what a great show appreciate you do me a favor hit the like button hit the like button what about american woman by lenny kravitz or i want to get away i want to fly away yeah yeah but american woman american woman which was a remake by roy or uh, orberson i believe roy orberson orberson wrote or sang american woman get away from me American woman, just let me be. Hey, yo. And look up Orange Juice Jones. Orange Juice Jones. Yes. Walking in the rain. Also, I think Eddie Murphy's song was a Red Pill song, too. She parties all the time. She just wants to party all the time. Party. She wants to party all the time. Yeah, dude, there's too many. We need to do a Red Pill song show. Anyway, shout out to the coach gang. And we're going to leave you guys with a little bit of RP wake up right here. All right, right here. We'll leave you with Red Pill, not Red Pill, Red Pill Rebecca. I just want a man who's going to make my heart melt and my pussy throb. I am too horny to be single. Someone better start acting right and wife me the fuck up.